Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We are owning this weekend. That's right, it is a Friday, which means it is Nerd Thug Friday. You've officially made it to the weekend. We we finally we we had some detractors to the rounding up argument, and we said fine, fine, fine. We'll go to Friday, and here we are, Fridays. If, if you won't move, I'll move. You won't come to the mountain. I'll bring the mountain to you. I'm Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. That's me. And we are hanging out on this Friday afternoon, welcoming you to your weekend. Consider us the concierge. I shouldn't say words I can't say. Uh, consider us the important lawyer guy in a mob movie to the weekend. Consigliere? I don't know what is that. What they? I don't know what the concierge. Nope, that's the guy who works at the hotel. Mm. Same job, I think. They do the same thing, as near as I can tell. Like you call the concierge when you're like, "Hey, can you get me tickets to that thing while I'm in town?" And they're like, "Yeah, Mister So and So, because you're important enough to call the concierge." So feels the same. Is it a is it a is it a fake Italian and or French word? Consigliere. It is the it's a mob thing. Like it's a job in the mob. They don't got like a real one of those. A real job? I listen. They got a lot of them. They got no show jobs. They got good jobs. They got health insurance jobs. They got hit jobs. They got whack jobs. I mean, they got jobs. They're very much employed. They. Sometimes they make the world go round. I saw a report that basically said that uh, this is a weird. This is weird. Uh, but it 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 started. I watched an episode of Ozarks that made me look into this more. The uh, global crisis of two thousand eight, the recession that was caused by the housing and all that. They speculate that it was drug dealers who saved the economy at the time. Why? Because they bought houses? The drug trade is cash only. And there was basically like the economy stopped sort of for for a second. Like nobody could get credit. Nobody could borrow. Companies had to use their cash reserves. They were laying people off. However, there was still a really strong cash circulation throughout the United States and the world. Um, Kind of like this weird undercurrent that kind of kept the economy flowing. The movement of goods. Because the people who were... I mean, this is all allegedly, but this is sort of the hypothesis of the study. The people who were still making money somehow, when everyone else was getting fired and everything else, were buying goods and and keeping the the trains running and all that. And then whatever they were doing was recession-proof, but not on the books. Because, like, most industries shrink. So the fact that, like, the cash flow economy still maintained its strength was sort of this weird... Like echo, like this weird thing that was happening. So it was the drugs. They speculate. Well, they're saying. Now listen, at that time, I was I was making cash tips. So like I was I existed in that cash economy too. Like waiters and waitresses there also, probably to a much lesser degree. Uh, however, yeah, I guess you, if you're talking about strict volume, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that, I mean that's kind of what there was like. There were still people who were able to buy cars and buy houses, and and like there were still people on these weird upward trends when like seemingly everything was turning down. 
And so they hypothesize works only because of drug money. They they hypothesize that drug money and counterfeit and all that like helped the economy. One of the things coming out of the Great Depression in the in the thirties was alcohol. Uh, you know that's true. After they banned it, prohibition was was in the twenties, and then by the thirties we were we were in this depression, and and then one of the elements that they they said, well, if we're gonna be broke, we at least need a drink, and they. And next thing you know, like the economies. I mean, there was a world war that helped spur global manufacturing as well. America had to buy American because there was no one else to buy it from. We were mostly buying American at that time anyway. It wasn't like import export was huge in the forties, but alcohol was a big even even more so. Yeah, we were exporting more, which is really the that was yeah that was the big thing is everyone had to buy from us because no one else had factories they that weren't made. They, they, they fought each other and <laughs> yeah. blew each other's factories. They blew up. Uh, the U.S. is over here. <laughs> and the factories had all been converted to tanks, bullets, or rubble. So, yeah, we, we liked our chances. Um, They're like, can we buy some of your stuff? And we're like, absolutely, sure. no problem. And then the 50s was about rebuilding Europe and, and Northern Africa and all that, and there was only one country selling, us. So, uh, us again. That explosive growth. You were saying. USA. So between alcohol and war and drugs, those are like our f- foolproof. Maybe that's why America always kind of comes out on top in these things. Uh, we like to call that the bread and butter, you know. Well, listen, like we can have all the all the Christian conservative underpinnings we want, and we can go to church on Sundays. But there's no denying that, like. It is the vices that seem to do these massive numbers. You know, the adult entertainment industry is a huge, you know, I think they say it's a trillion dollar annual. I mean, where where does that money come from if nobody watches it, right? Same with alcohol, same, you know, same with everything else. So there is something to be said for that. But I there was an episode of Ozark where the kid is in class and they're signing pledges to never do do bad things. And he's like, oh, I... I I don't know that it, like I can't say that I never will blah 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 but also there's reports that and so he says that there's reports that basically you know drug sales and drug dealers saved the 2008 economy and I was like is that true and uh there are <laughs> turns out probably <laughs> it tur- there's a, there's at least uh there's at least a convincing case to be made which was in which was intriguing to re- I love when when weird because that's history now at this point. It's been 15 years. Like, I love when you can look back at something and be like, like, man, how did that, like, okay, yeah, how did, like, let's reconstruct and deconstruct. Like, how did this, how did it happen? And then how did we get out of it? And, like, what were some do's and don'ts that we can take away from that? And when you look back and you're like, why was the cash economy so thriving in a time when a, allegedly nobody was working? Uh, so it is an, an intriguing situation to say the least um kind of not unlike the times we're in right now there's a lot of people who seem to be going kind of both ways um the world is struggling with global inflation rates i think that's undeniable but i an independent combo creator calling a lot of stores trying to get people to buy there's some stores that are just who are saying they are deeply affected by this economy and there are other stores who are like yeah, I'm totally interested. What do you got? Let's talk about it. So there's kind of a really weird dichotomy across the country where some places are feeling it, some places aren't. Some stores are feeling it, and some stores aren't. It it makes me feel like, 
and I always I always kind of come back to this anyway, but it makes me feel like it's never about what's going on in the world as much as it's about like how you handle your situation. Like yeah, hundred percent. Like especially because like the world could be blowing up, but like if you're prepared, you you have ideas, you're we're working. You really don't feel it when I when the pandemic first started. I was working in construction and like we never stopped working. Like while everyone else was like shuttering and closing and things were happening, I was like, "Life is like a hurricane," and I'm like <laughs> walking in the middle of the, the streets of downtown, just alone. Like, what, yeah, how, how like, weird of a zombie apocalypse feeling was that? Also, the drive-in must have been amazing when no one's on the road. Exactly. Like we were, we were just going places. Like we never, we never stopped working. So like it was never really like. And it, and when you're in that situation where you're not having the same experience as everyone else, it's really tough to to. It, it's tough to kind of be like, oh yeah, that's right. Like uh, we're in a. We're in a failed economy because of a pandemic. Like, you just have to be like, are we? Like, Yeah, you were like, I made money just fine. Yeah, my, and it's like, everyone else is like, I'm dying, please help. And you're like, oh, oh that is oh, pretty bad. Oh, don't go over there. <laughs> uh, okay, I had a I had a, um, a weird thing. I like, just so, you know me. The weird stuff finds me. Driving around. I like to call it a skill. I, I, you know, I'm a magnet. I can't, I can't deny it. Driving around, minding my own business. The phone rings. Look down at the cell phone. Now, the cell phone's getting really good at telling me who's calling. Like, it used to be, like, a known number. It knows everyone's number now. Um, and I don't just it be, figured it out. It, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Like, I don't just mean in my contact. I mean, literally, like, for example, my phone was ringing, and it said uh, CDC Atlanta-based number. And I was like... The Center for Disease Control is calling me. This, this is not great. Like, <laughs> it's like, man, I want to walk into a weird place. You start thinking, like, why, why, why are they calling retracing, me? Retracing your steps, and you're like, yeah, did I go somewhere? Can't bad? tell when that would have come <laughs> yeah. up. So I take the call, and it turns out they're doing surveys of of people, like post pandemic, post vaccination, trying to like. Just getting basic kind of a general health situation, I guess. I'm not sure totally. So, you know, they ask a bunch of questions. Have you had vaccines? Have you not? Have you done this? Have you done that? What's your health like here? What are your health like here? Blah, 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 blah. All that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So going through the survey. Then they ask a question that I think is generally impossible to answer. I, I, I don't know how anybody would answer this question. So... They get on this on this point where they are on. They've asked me about my ethnicity. They asked me about my race, and then they said, "Based on your race, do you think you received better or worse care than people of other races?" How are you supposed to know that? I I, I don't know. I mean, listen. I, I I guess if I went and I saw. Someone of a different race getting treated better or worse than me. I guess I could say that. But, like, I didn't have... I went to... Like, I got mine done at, like, retail stores. I went to, like, a Walgreens and a Target. Like... Yeah, I went to to my local Target and got a vaccine. What what am I supposed to do? I walked in. My vaccine card... My vaccine card came with a coupon. Like, I don't... (laughs) Um, I don't know. My experience was so great. A girl gave me her number when I got my second shot. Like, I have no complaints about going... 
in getting the vaccine. Like, <laughs> see, maybe it was your race. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know, because like they were trying to ask me like to rate it based on that situation, and I was like, I don't know how to answer that. And he goes, That's okay. We have a we have a button here for that. <laughs> <laughs> we have a metric for that. Yeah. You have a what? Yeah, and I was like, but. It's that's a weird that's a weird thing because like you'd either have to like survey you'd have to take I would need a lot more information before I could properly answer that question, right? And maybe somebody does feel that way. And listen, everyone's free to take whatever surveys they want and answer however they want. I don't I don't care. I don't care. Uh, Also, that's become my my position on almost everything when someone starts talking about their feelings or moral standings. I don't care. I don't care. Um, but like to realistically answer that question, you either need to have experienced a very particular situation or you, you really can't answer that question. Yeah. You'd have to, again, you'd have to have such a like wide shared experience. Right. Like you, you would have had to watch like six people go before you of varying races for you to be like. I think I'm getting better or worse treatment than that guy over there. Customer number two had it worse. Like, I mean, how do you, what do you, what do you base that on? Right, yeah. They, they extra stuck me with the needle. That was, <laughs> that was the difference. It's like, is it that or do you have weird veins? I don't know. It was such a, I don't know. But so anyway, I was like, I don't know how to answer that. Because he asked it. And they were like, no problem. And I was like, can you, can you say that again? And he asked it again. And I was like, how would I? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, how do I don't answer. Yeah, this? I was like, I don't know how to. I don't. I don't know how to answer that. And he was like, Okay, that's fine. But I was like, How would I even know that? <laughs> the answer is you don't. Yeah, well, you don't because you can't magically change your race. You aren't Mystique from the X Men. Yeah, I can't go through it multiple times and like, Hey, maybe this time I'll try it as a black guy. Like, I can't do that. I just have to only go as myself and see what happens. But I thought it was a weird question. I was like, uh... Hmm? That's an incredibly specific one. Although I do know that, like, that was a big, like, relevant statistic for a long time. Yeah, there was a lot of categories about, like, involving race in the shots. So I can understand that they're trying to maybe get further into that information. I just... That's not... Whoever filled out these questions... I I don't know. Like, I I feel like they missed missed the boat on that one. Because, like, I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to say to that. Yeah, it doesn't really because it also doesn't open like an avenue for you to be like, well, actually, this one time because it's right like, based on your race. You're like, well, how am I supposed to know? Yeah. <laughs> so and also that also feels very like depending on what area you're in. If you're in the super, I'm in a super like white part of town, or you're in a super right. Like if I'm the only like, if I'm the only white guy in the black neighborhood, or if I'm the only black person in a white neighborhood, maybe my experience is different. But if I'm if I'm a black person in a black neighborhood, I would have no idea what it's like for the white people to get a shot. Right. I, I don't, I mean, so yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Also, it was weird because the way they had Hispanics divided up, I had to say I was Central American, which I almost never do. Oh, yeah. See, I'm only half that. <laughs> well, and I am too, but like, it's it's just weird to like, you know. Cause yeah, it, but I'm, I'm Hispanic on both sides. That's yeah. true. You are, yeah. So you get to, do you say both, or do you pick one? How? Do, what do you do? I don't know. I like to gamble. If <laughs> they give me the option, I'll, I'll just 50-50 it. Do you change it every single time? If they were running some sort of yeah. like collective data on you, they're like, we don't know. 
<laughs> I make sure that I'm the outlier, and they're like, yeah. well, this one doesn't count. He's either Mexican or something else. We can't tell. I don't know. He's been inconsistent. We haven't, we haven't figured it out. He's, We're just going to throw his data. It's not important. He's been wildly inconsistent in his answers. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to come out of that and being like, my voice mattered. <laughs> they asked me, and I told them. Uh, that was with me when, when I was, I think everything before I was like 16, was I was white. And then it was really when it was explained to me why they were asking. I was like, oh, well, then I'm Hispanic. Like, <laughs> They take one. They're like, no. And you're like, wait. And they're like, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I'm fine they with look that. at your name. Yeah. And they're like, are you sure? Yeah. They're like, hmm. Oh, man. I mean, this is a million years ago, and it's a funny story. Well, it's not really. I don't know. Uh, things have changed. <laughs> it's funny to me. We were in College Station. We're all having a good time. And there's this old redneck white boy at this party that we're at. And he's he is country as country as country can be, all right? If mm-hmm. if Garth Brooks could be an internal organ, this guy would have had two of them. Um, he, he, but his last name is Garcia. <laughs> so we're sitting there talking, and we're all talking, and I'm there with some people who also look white but are Hispanic as well. And so we're all laughing about it. I was kind of, I'm coining the term sleeper agent. We're laughing about it, blah, blah, blah. Ha, 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 ha. And... And I mentioned him, this 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 kid. And I said, and you, you're you're one too. And he goes, what? No, no, I ain't. And I was like, well, did you say your name was Garcia? He goes, yeah. I said, okay, well, that that more than likely makes you Hispanic somewhere. And he's like, nope, my parents are white. And I was like, okay, no, I, I understand. However, probably one or two generations up, maybe three. They're not <laughs> like <laughs> somewhere there's a Hispanic person in your family tree. That's how you got a Hispanic name. He's looking at me like I'm saying that somebody did it to him on purpose and that it's a crime. You just pranked him. You hit him too hard. <laughs> right. With, I don't know, like the, the truth the biology, like something, did he never had it never dawned on him in 18 years of living? Right. Like, he was like, I always wonder why those Hispanic kids had such white names. <laughs> Where do these brown Garcias come from? Right? So, like, so he's sitting there staring at me. I was like, listen, I don't I don't know what to tell you, but but I, I'm willing to bet Grandma knew some Spanish. Like, <laughs> so you're like, I'm betting, I'm not betting the farm on this yeah. one, but I'm, I'm somewhere, somewhere. They played, uh, they cried when Selena died on some part of your family. And he was like, like, he was furious with me. And, like, we're all laughing. Like, the rest of the party's laughing about it and having a good time. But, like, livid that I would even imply that there was brown people in his DNA. With the last name, Garcia. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Was, how, how, could, how could you have been so foolish, Corey? Right. What was I thinking? And I was like, well, I think I know your last name. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what I think. Um. Yeah, he hated me. He wanted to kill me. That very funny. that happens a lot in my stories, where it's really funny to everyone else, and then one person wants to murder me. But uh, yeah, yeah. Why kid named Garcia? He didn't. I, I guess he just hadn't thought through how names work yet. He hadn't thought about it that hard. All right, Nico, I got a question for you. It's an important question. It's one of those ones that defines what kind of person you are. Ooh, I love these. Okay. 
what are the qualifications that differentiate a sandwich from a burger? Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I'll let you ponder while I explain. Meat style. Okay, I, I kind of think that's where I'm at too with it. So I'm at Wendy's, and they have a a new pub grill sandwich, they called it. But they even called it the sandwich if you put beef on it instead of chicken. And I thought, what? I thought, that's the pub burger. Is it, though? Like, I, I kind I've of... i always ag- called it that. <laughs> I mean, I would have... But then it was like, maybe it's the style. So, so, I mean... Now, granted, this thing had a lot of the time. bread. You could you could make a sandwich out of anything, but you can't make a burger out of anything. That is true. Well, you can. It depends on the meat, but you could make like burger patties out of things. But you can't make. There's only certain types of breads you can use for a burger, right? Uh, yeah, but I say that that range is pretty wide. Like you can't use like, again. They sell sandwich bread. If you use sandwich bread. On a beef patty, what did you make? That's a burger. Why is that a burger? Because of the meat style. We are, I just said. So, it. You, so, so the meat like style is the what patty melt from like the patty melt from Whataburger isn't a sandwich. It's a burger to me because <laughs> oh. it's on toast. But I consider that a burger, even though it's toast. It's not like a bun. So, so even though they call it sandwich bread, if you put a beef patty in it, it's no longer sandwiches yeah if i run out of hamburger buns but i make hamburgers i'm not all of a sudden eating not i'm just not not making not hamburgers you're not having a beef sandwich yeah i'm not having a beef sandwich all right interesting i don't know i don't know that i i don't know that i agree with that but you can also use hamburger buns for sandwiches can't can you? Like, what if you put, like, you wouldn't call a roast beef sandwich. I was just about to ask oh. that. Is a roast beef a burger or a sandwich? Because you said the beef made it a burger. It's not because it's slices of roasted beef. So, it's a sandwich. So. If it's like a, a roast beef, like, patty, it would be a burger. So it's got to be a patty to be a burger. Okay. Yeah, that's, so now, my, that's my qualification. So a chicken breast is essentially a patty. Why is that not a burger? Because it's a whole thing. They have chicken burgers. No, they don't. It's usually ground. Yeah, they do. It's ground chicken that they make into the shape of a burger. I've never seen or heard this in my life. You've never heard of chicken burgers. I've heard of I've heard of a turkey burger or bison burger. I've heard of those, and again, but those are meat substitutes. So, but but that also implies all meats. Well, but uh, they are. But I mean, they're different. Like if you're trying not to eat beef, you can have a turkey burger because it's healthier, it's leaner. But is that still a burger? So turkey yeah, can be in a burger. The, it's the style of it's 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 ground usually in a patty shape. It's a burger. Okay, so to be a burger, the meat must be ground. That's my qualification. So I've never had an unground burger. So what does that mean for tacos? Like if I get a taco with ground beef, it's just loose. Taco and with ground beef. It's not a sandwich or a burger. All of a sudden, why not? Because it's a totally different, it's a totally different item. Just different country. I mean, is that what we're going for here? Yeah. Because it's not from around here. That's the difference. Correct. Okay. All right. So are quesadillas sandwiches or burgers? They're neither. They're quesadillas. They're their own thing. Okay. But if you had to reclassify a quesadilla, 
if I were to reclassify a quesadilla and, and use only sandwich or burger as my two options, correct. You're in America. It would be a sandwich, and the White Garcia family is explaining to you that these are yeah. sandwiches. You would, yeah. They think, yeah, it's a grilled cheese sandwich. It's literally <laughs> what quesadillas are. They are okay. That's fair. They are, even if they use ground beef. Yes. What if they were to patty their ground beef? It's now a quesadilla burger. Have you not seen these in Tex-Mex fusion restaurants? No, no. I, I, if there are yuppies there, I tend to get scared, and I don't know why. Like yeah. they're my people, but yeah, I don't I mean, like that's, it. That's, they're, they're shooting. They're shooting for your style. They're, okay, all right. They're like this guy has a Hispanic last name, but looks very white yeah. and approachable. Let's put him on the commercial eating a you could, quesadilla burger. You can have you can have a fusion meal. Okay, so. So what qualifies it to be a burger is simply the presence of a beef or the presence of a patty. Yeah, that's that's my that's my hard line stance now. Okay, I just I didn't know I had one till just now. That's I mean cuz listen, I was looking at it all day thinking like this is an interesting question because like there are, there are lots of different things that you naturally just call a sandwich or call a burger and then it's like are they um Okay, because it's like a grilled chicken sandwich will look almost exactly like a burger, except that it'll just have a different meat. But everything yeah, else would be the, the same. Great example. A great example of this divide is the the McChicken versus the regular McDouble, right? Okay. Almost the same ingredients. Yeah. If you were to go to a, sandwich burger, <laughs> if you were to go to a Wendy's or like a Dairy Queen, their grilled chicken and their burger have the same build all the way up to obviously the meat. And then whether or not there's mustard or mayo. But everything else, the lettuce, the tomato, the onion, the, it's all the same. Yeah. And the bread is the same. But they do call one a chicken sandwich and one a burger. Yeah, again, beef patty, burger. Beef patty, other thing. burger. Okay, all right, okay. Are things attempting to be a patty? Because again, like chicken burger, turkey burger. Well, I mean, I think you, if it's if it's a turkey burger, it's still a patty of turkey meat. I mean, I think I don't I don't know that patty is beef specific. It could be. I don't know that though. I don't think it is. Whatever, whatever the case may be, that's 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 my hard line stance. <laughs> okay, all right. So, which do you prefer? Ooh, that's a tough call. I'm going to say burger only because I eat so many burgers on like a weekly basis. Really? Yeah, well, it's just like if I go out a lot of all, eating out, it's burgers. Like, yeah, like it's like 80% of the time. Do you know Do I like it to be something else? Yeah, but I'm also a gremlin and only go out at like 2 a.m. with my friends. I order away so from only- I order away from beef so much. Like I don't order beef. I order yeah, a lot. You have a, you have a quote unquote weird relationship with me, which I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> okay, all right. So we have to explain this because now you've you've put us in this weird spot on the show where that means so many. This different is things. your weird spot. I'm like to. I have absolutely. No I am of the position that I that I can be tired of eating beef but still want to finish a meal. Um, so like if there's, so like anytime you see a commercial and they're like, we put seven beef patties and 92 slices of cheese on the brand new Man Mountain Burger at Arby's, 
the most unappealing thing I've ever heard. Like, I don't, I'm out. I don't like to do it. Uh, I remember being in high school one time and, and like, somebody was grabbing stuff from Jack in the Box and I was like, yeah, give me like the, I think I have like a, they have like a cheese and bake, like a baconator or a cheeseinator or something. And they were like, cool. And they got me like the giant one of it, like four beef patties, four slices of cheese, like 12 pieces of bacon. I remember getting like a third of the way through and being like, I don't want any more beef. So I took the beef patties out and finished the meal and everyone was looking at me like a crazy person. And the reality is... As they should. I don't... I could, I tire of beef before I tire of like the flavors of everything else I'm eating. What's the name of the place in Louisiana that we'd like to go to, that burger place? Judy's in? Judy, Judas. Judy's? Judas. Judas. Whatever. Something like that. Judas in, something like that. We've gone there for a couple different... Con- when we're in town for conventions, we go to this great little burger spot. It's this little bitty diner. Um, but we, but we burger it up when we get there. Woo burgers. Yeah. Uh, and I love the flavoring. I love the way they cook them. I love everything they do with the burger, the bread, the ingredients, the mustards, the sauce, whatever. It's all great. What I, what I don't in, like, I will order like three of these burgers. I will take the third meat patty out because I am tired of beef at that point. It's okay. It is only a net positive for me. Look, I you will. That's true. So happy. you consume it happily every time I do this in your presence. You're always like, yeah, extra meat for me. It's just I don't know, man. Like I'm an omnivore. I'm not a carnivore. Don't put me in a corner, bro. I'm not putting you in a corner. It's just funny. <laughs> also, I'm just glad that I'm just I, I just love food so much that I don't care about what other people are like. If someone's like, I don't want this, I'm like, fantastic, excellent. It's going to serve you well in the future economy when we're all homeless and living off the streets of the wealthy. Hmm. Makes sense to me. They just dump half their meal in a dumpster, and you're like, everything's mine. And I'll be like, do they have any meatless options? Uh, <laughs> you're, like, you're like, do they have perhaps cheese bread? Did they do, and you're like, did they do three slices know. of chicken? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. We're outside of a burger joint still, Corey. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I can just get, like, I can just be tired of eating beef at a meal. But not meat in general. Like, I love hams and all kinds of other things. It, I, I like, I just enjoy chicken more, honestly. So. That's fair. You can have your, your, your opinions. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. We here at Nerd Thug Radio will let you have one opinion each. Yeah, you get one. Only because this is a net positive for me. <laughs> Everyone gets one. <laughs> Everyone gets one that I approve <laughs> and agree with <laughs> and are positive to me. Don't you dare waste it on something stupid. <laughs> oh. Your opinion has been uh, submitted to the council, awaits approval. This is your one. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. What? Oh, I was going to do like a oh. list. Nope. Everyone gets one. Um, If you would like to submit an opinion change request... <laughs> You have to first admit you were wrong. Yeah, you have to first forswear all former and prior opinions, and admit you knew nothing on those topics. Well, hang on a minute. Like I'm a doctor, I I, I feel pretty good about what I said. I just wanted a new opinion. <laughs> Not here. Nope. You get one. <laughs> you you get one. You'd be like college professors and be like, well. If I made an exception for you, I'd have to make an exception for everyone. Yeah, first of all. as you should. First of all, I don't, who made that rule? What is that rule? 
Show me the one for everyone the rule. rule. The, the rule is they're lazy and they don't want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that is the rule. I, listen, there are so, I am so tired of hearing dumb rule. You have no idea. Listen, I don't, I don't want it. To, I don't want it to turn into the negative sales rant. But there are so many people who have like welcome to anti sales. Yeah. Sell as few things as possible. Like dumb rants about or dumb rules about things. Oh well, we only do this, or ooh, we only do that, or the only way we can do this is if you do that. Where did we like? You're you're your own entity. You can do whatever you want. I started really challenging people on that, like not aggressively, but like asking like hard follow up questions. So like one store way more than one store, but specifically, so I'm calling stores and trying to ask them to stock my independent comic book, Another Day at the Office. It's a comedy about a cop in a city full of superheroes. Uh, check my social medias. I'm posting links to the Gumroad where you can download it for pay, whatever you want. Uh, still for a couple more days, and then I'm going to take all that down because it's going to be coming out physically in shops the end of this month. So the free ride is over. Um, but some of the stores will, will say things like, oh... We only order from Diamond. We only order from the major catalogs. Because there's now like three distributors. So are you in one of the catalogs? And I'll be like, no, I'm I'm in like I'm literally independent. I'm really independent. And someone so someone was like, yeah, no, it's we're just not it's too much trouble to set up more like we already have stuff set up with the three of them, and that's kind of what we're gonna do. And I immediately said, I said, well, I'm not sure there's anything to set up. I'm an independent contractor. I want to sell you my books in a straightforward transaction where you're free to, to sell them to other people when we're done. I don't, I, don't, I don't need any sort of contract for that. And he's like, well, yeah, Wrong. but I was like, it's no different than paying a diamond invoice to pay my PayPal invoice. It's still just paying an invoice. And he goes, well, no, you're right. That's true. That's true. He's like, yeah, I just, we already work with so many people. I was like, we're already, like, we're already having the conversation we would need to have. Also, you, you've already, you've already listed everyone you work with. Stop. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> we only work with major distributors. Well, I'd only be the only other party involved. Right. Well, we've already, we're, we're talking to a lot of people. It's like, you just listed <laughs> the other three people you're talking to. It was a pretty short list. Oh, I, I had a, I had a woman oh, laugh. Man. I had a woman laugh at me. We talked to three people. It's it's oh, tough. Oh, it's here. rough. Yeah, like the laziest distribution network ever. You go to a retail store, and they got to deal with like twelve companies at a minimum. Meanwhile, like yeah, they're trying to, to consolidate keep, to keep lines. the store afloat. Yeah. Comic, book, comic book stores are like, man, we have to talk to one other guy. Three Oof. three vendors. What? Uh. <laughs> but uh, so one woman in particular, she said. Mm, yeah, I I would go, uh, you know, if I, I don't work with independent books because honestly, they just haven't had a great track record. So I just don't want to work with independent books. I said, okay, well, what can I do to change your mind about working with me? She was like, what? I was like, I don't care about all the other books. I said, what can I do to change your mind to give me an opportunity? I said, I understand what you're saying. All the independent books don't work. Okay. All of them are bad. I said, but I'm doing one, and I think it's different, and I think it's good, and I th- I think it might do well on your shelf if we give it a chance. And she just laughed, and she was like, what? "Well, I, I don't I don't know. Let me let me think about it, and I'll get back to you." And then she emailed me a no like an hour later. But like I was like, "Don't I don't care what you like." Oh, all the nothing. There aren't any independent books that we can't do anything if it's not if it doesn't say Marvel or. 
I don't like, that's not my problem. Like, I see some really bad comic books out there, and I'm not here to poop on anyone else's stuff. Make your make, do your thing. But if I were a retailer, yeah, there are, there are tons of books I see there where I'd be like, nah, I'm not carrying that. But, like, I really feel like I've gone out. Marvel and DC books that people don't oh. want to carry. Okay. It's become my new little pet peeve. So, I posted up some pages from DMA. First of all, Ulysses Carpintero is the artist. He will be working at Marvel probably three years from now, four years from now. I, there's nothing, there's no doubt in my mind this guy will be a big deal. These pages are gorgeous. I don't know anybody who's seen them. I've been putting them up places. It's nuts how good these pages look. But he's expensive because of it. He, it's, it's, it's been a painful process to make this book. But he's really, really, really good. So I posted up a couple pages in this retailer group, and one of the store owners had the gall because I said this book for nothing else. You don't have to like me. You don't have to like my writing. The art is good enough alone to go on the shelf next to any company. I would stand by my artist 100%. He had the gall to be like, I don't know, on this one page there aren't a ton of backgrounds, and it's really kind of lazy artist. It's, it's very indicative of a new artist. And he does do this thing where, where when characters are fighting where he really, like, centers the violence and does all these, like, streams at it so there is less background. Now, in the other pages, there's a ton of background. But I just, at the time, I was like, oh, okay. Because I didn't want to get, you can't argue with these people too, too much because you are asking them ultimately to do you a favor. They don't have to stock my book. But now, every book I open that's Marvel or DC, I, my brain logs the panel after panel after panel that has no background. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, because everyone has the same like time constraints and issues. Like Nobody's putting out perfect books. What do you mean? Everything that Marvel does or DC does is flawless, has absolutely no problem, no bad art, or anything like that. I just, when he said it in my head, I was like, yeah, backgrounds. That's why people aren't going to buy this book. There are no backgrounds. They're going to send me. Man, in the middle of this, in the middle of this action scene <laughs> where someone's getting their, where someone's, when the violence is really kicking it up, I'm really, I'm really looking at the background art and be like, man, there's not enough background art here. Uh, excuse me? Is this still set in New York City? I'm not sure because I haven't seen buildings in two pages. I just, I don't know. I'm no longer. I really think that these characters have fallen into a void. It really takes me out of the. <laughs> They're in a pocket know? dimension now, right? I I was like I don't even know. Like I was like what? Okay, backgrounds. Yeah, cool, cool. And now all I and can also, see like, is the number as of if, as if multiple artists I couldn't be like. Well, it's like let's be clear. There are some. Every month there are some bad books that get put out. And I'm not like I'm not saying don't suck that book, suck my book instead. But when people come for indie comic books, when they complain about things like the lack of backgrounds, I just want to point at like art like Rob Liefeld or, you know, any like I mean just obviously bad art and just be like, "Really?" Or if somebody has a problem with the story, I just want to be like, "You guys stocked Chuck Austin X-Men comic books for 2 years." before he got fired from that title. Like, I don't want to hear anything from a store owner about good or bad comic books. Like, the Clone Saga was going on forever in Spider-Man, and you guys carried it every month. None of you guys took a stand there. Um, like, it's... No, it gave you my favorite character. <laughs> Dang. I hate you. Uh, no, <laughs> honestly, he's not bad. I, I liked everything. 
the the long term. I like the Ben Riley storylines. I like even like what they're doing with them right now. I thought Kane like had a moment in the sun too. They did some cool stuff. The later stuff that came afterwards, where they tried to kind of clean up and, and make some of these things more important and more meaningful, worked better than the straight overall storyline. But like it just is sort of this weird nitpicky thing that they do to keep certain people down or whatever. And it's fine, whatever. It's fine. Like I don't have the I don't have the mental energy anymore to pick every one of those battles and fight every one of those fights because I ultimately the only thing that's going to happen is I'm going to lose that store even if I win the fight. So I've got to I have to find new ways to change minds, right? But it's still it's still objectively annoying when when their biggest complaint is like there's no backgrounds on this page. Dude, it's just a weird nitpicky thing that like people tend to focus on just the weirdest, oddest thing. Well, I knew it was coming because I said the art was good enough to be on every shelf, and it is. It is good enough to be on every shelf. I'll argue with anybody about that. I, the 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 I am posting pages in the middle of these books without text and other things. So you can't really tell what's going on story wise, but when you look at the pictures, you should be going, "What is what is? Oh my god, great art! It is great art, oh, man." And, Almost like it's a visual medium, right? Be me. Right. Yeah, Ulysses is doing ninety nine percent of the work on these books. Like it's it's crazy because the arts just if you take time to read the word bubbles, you'll get a bonus out of it. Like <laughs> you're like, oh hey, there's a there's a plot line. Oh, here. oh these guys are these are characters. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, the art is really really good, and I I'm not. Am I supposed to not say it deserves to be on the show? Like, am I supposed to be like, I don't, you tell me, what are you using? Is it good? Did I do good? The guy's nailing it. I've read comic books for 30 years. The dude is nailing it. It is great art. I don't need a doctorate to tell you it's good comic book art. It's great modern pop art. It's awesome. So, yeah, people, for someone to be like, oh, no, these backgrounds are. Uh, These backgrounds are a little suspect to me, and you're like, I was like, okay, buddy, <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's that's the biggest issue with the book. Thanks, anyway. Yeah, it's cool, man. I'll I'll be sure to tell them next time. Like, like, just do what I even told him. I said, hey, just so you know, your backgrounds suck. Yeah, you bully him, and, and he was like, how dare you? He was like, uh, I'm really kind of taking a moment to emphasize what's. Going. I said, I 100% agree. Don't change anything. I'm just. Telling you what a store told me. I'm passing on the feedback. And he was like, okay, Wrong thanks. Wrong feedback. <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll be flat out. In that conversation, not a single person said the art is good and deserves to be on the shelf. Not a single person did it. Because I gave him a call-out sandwich. They didn't like it. I, it was the post where I said they don't respond to emails and that they're not supporting the independent community. And so I knew that they were going to do everything they could in that post to be nitpicky personal. And so when someone said, oh, there aren't enough backgrounds, I knew that, like, okay, buddy. <laughs> sure thing, Doug. No sure, problem. Sure thing. Cool. Cool. Tell me tell me your favorite artist on a Magic the Gathering card. <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, the guy who the guy who did uh, Jade Avenger. That guy is awesome. Who? Met him at Comic Pools. <laughs> the guy who did the Meat Hook Massacre one? Yep. I hate that card. I still get that card is very strong. It got banned. Don't worry about it. I got murdered by that card the other day in a game. I had a bunch of two twos out, and like the guy had no characters, and I was like, oh, I was two rounds away from winning, and he throws that out and just erases the whole battlefield. 
Dang. I had like four or five two twos out, and so like he just pays four mana to clear the entire battlefield. I said, "Yeah, that felt fair." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's consider these meat hooks massacre. <laughs> that felt like a <laughs> like a good value play there. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, you never heard of Wrath of God or Damnation or uh, it's ki- any other five-drop board wave? Uh, it's become my new uh, pet peeve. Okay, so I don't like... When we play Magic the Gathering, I play on my phone. I spend zero money, but I've played Magic the Gathering now for probably like a year on my phone. First of all, there's something yeah, wrong with the algorithm. The Magic Arena. Yeah, I do. There's something wrong with the uh, with the algorithm for the shuffling. The shuffling is wrong about a third of the time. And what I mean by that is the mana is always improper. About a third of the time, the mana is improperly distributed. Too much, too little. Nico, the other day, I kid you not, I played through 14 cards. Nine of them were mana. The deck is 62 cards, 20 mana. So it should be one every three. Nine of the 14 were mana. Uh, L differential uh don't know what to tell you but yeah play less lands or play more yeah. lands. i don't know every time i tell you this you're like you should add one more land to your deck until it solves the problem and i'm like it doesn't solve the problem when i'm drowning in planes that's not <laughs> when it goes the other way i don't See, i don't need that advice that's a that's a you problem <laughs> so my new thing first of all i hate planeswalkers i feel like planeswalkers are cheating and there's certain ones individual where like one of them, when she comes out, she you she plays plus one to put out a barrier that basically is minus one, minus one to any creatures that attack that turn. So like, all my little all my little stubby two twos, like it's a it's an army killer. Like I hate it. Um, and when you get rid of her, they're still minus one, minus ones. Like that's not fair. That's a very huge effect she has on the board. Uh, so I just hate Planeswalkers. I hate the ones where they can play the one as a flash. So, like, you go to attack, they play her. They can immediately burn some of her points to exile one of your tapped characters. It's like, cool. Uh, the Wandering Emperor, I, very good card. It's, it's it's cheating. The Planeswalkers are cheating. Um, uh, They're not cheating. It's called a Get Good Casual. It's not called Get Good Casual. It's called Way OP for almost no... Especially when you play people... You play multiple Planeswalkers. I played a guy who I was able to run five Planeswalkers off the board with between like exiles and enchantments and cards and attacks and all that. He then played a sixth and a seventh Planeswalker. I, I just conceded the match at that point. Like You you want to win. You don't care if it's fun or not. Okay, you won. Congratulations. Seven He's Planeswalkers in a row. Super Friends. Super Friends is the most balanced archetype in the game. Sure. Because by the third one of those, you're doing like 12 extra actions that are having... Well, yeah, because each one of them gives you a thing. Right. So you go, all right, this one will do this, this one will do this, this one will do this. But that only that only works the turn they're played. When they come out, they're usually like really underwhelming. It's the longer they stay, uh, the stronger they get. Some of, them are, some of them come out pretty meaty now. That's true. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie and tell you that like power creep and like the marker bloat is getting ridiculous. Like, like a four mana planeswalker coming out with like four loyalty, and you're like, why is this guy? Why do I have to hit this guy so much? Yeah, how does he already up? Like, how did he get there? Or the one who comes out at six if you play him at full strength, and his plus ones is he makes a token to the loyalty markers he has at the time. So you put a six six loyalty point guy on the board. 
He goes plus one immediately, and he puts out a six-six creature token. That's Nissa, I think. Whatever. He's the new, new one. one. Yeah. But it's like, uh, okay. okay. So I have to... The Ascended Animist. So I have to clear a 6-6 six, six token as well as damage you six points over here to get rid of you. Yeah, so to, to stop doing that every turn. Yeah, every turn. Because they will do it every turn because it's a plus to them. So yeah, the Planeswalkers, the Planeswalkers are cheating. And also I hate the... There's one spell where it's like... Pick any or all, but it's like clear all creatures from the board, clear all enchantments, clear all objects, clear all artifacts. And like, so. The white one, the little one that looks like a jar? Yeah. I forget what that one's called. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but when I play against it, it it's one of the it's one of the commands, but I can't remember which one it is. It's the white one. I know what you're talking about. But they can literally, for like four mana, clear the whole board. What is that? I think it's like a five, but yeah, you're right. That card is awesome, though. Yeah, awesome for them. See the blue one, the blue one makes me want to throw myself into the sun. The blue one is that's cryptic command. It's three blue. It's like the most obnoxious thing on the planet because it's like counter a spell, bounce a card, or draw two. And it's like there's nothing worse in your whole life when someone goes tap three, counter your spell, draw three cards, and you're like, I'm just gonna walk off this cliff. It's fine. Well, or the or like. Uh... Or where they make you mill cards, and what you mill is what you're like dying for at the time. Yeah, I have a buddy who plays. Uh, he plays exclusively the crab mill deck. Who plays the crabs that yeah. mill cards when you play lands. Yeah, the O four or whatever. Yeah, they're fun. They're super fun. He likes to call it the crab rave. Okay. <laughs> he should call it the I've like, got crabs. And I'm like, man, this deck is makes me want to shoot myself. It is, it's super annoying. Because uh, if you're in, like, a mana crisis, so, like, I've played against someone who's playing the crabs, and I've got two mana out, and I've got, like, a, I've got a deck full of things that are three or four mana, and I keep drawing, I can't get to my third mana for whatever reason, and then I mill three cards, and all three are mana, and I'm like, are you, are you, see like, really? Cool. Because it's not going to be two more mana right there, it's going to be more cards again, like, cool, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Yeah, so you just gotta pr- you just gotta pray. This is this is my biggest problem with Magic: The Gathering is I always I always feel like ah, you don't really like. Th- there are very few times have I felt like I'm playing the game. We're both playing. We're both gaming. We're both doing what we want to do, and then someone just comes out on top. It always feels like, well, they had everything, and my hand was four garbage cards. Yeah, no, there are so I okay. So a third of the matches, I feel like the mana is just wrong. And I'm even noticing it more and more with the opposing players, too, which makes me feel a little bit better because, like, I don't hold back. Oh, you can't find your third mana? Oh, I don't care. Um, the A third of the matches is, is yeah, one guy gets everything or, like, the, like, the deck just doesn't cooperate. Like, one time I played a guy, and, I mean, I rolled him in, like, four or five turns. But then the next time we played, he had all of his creatures, like, six or seven things. Like, all of a sudden, like, I was like, how did I beat this deck the first time? Like, this guy is... Like, this is a monster. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like, did I, what, what happened? Right. Yeah, like, because now I'm trying to figure out, like, is the second game the normal game, or is it like, Whoa? so then you go to this fun third match, except on my fun third match, I couldn't, I got no mana. Like, my first seven cards were no mana, I mulliganed, it showed me seven more cards, no mana, I mulliganed a third time, which means I would have five starting cards, 
All seven we were like to call that, no. We like to call that the business playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Right, that there were no mana again. So I just said yes and conceded it when the match started. I said I don't like I don't. What am I supposed to? Mulgan mold a four scoop. Yeah, like. Whew. I saw somebody I was playing. Not saying not saying it doesn't happen, but it's really bad when it happens. Yeah, it's not fun. I was playing against somebody and they they started the match with two cards one time. Like they were, were they the best two cards in the game? No, they just were. They now it was a blue deck, so they like very quickly they started drawing more cards and stuff like that. But initially, two cards. Uh, only a blue deck would I feel like. Okay, you know what? We'll start from here and see what happens. Because like you you do get all these draw options with blue, but like yeah, I was playing and I was like like I've had my full seven. But not 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 so many that you can recover a five card deficit. Like. Deficit? I don't know. Deficit. There you go. Apparently, apparently, we don't know English. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's only a thing I've been saying my entire life. <laughs> All right. Uh, so before we wrap it up, I want to remind everybody to go hang out at the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more. I've been spending a bunch of time up there. Been helping out with some streaming services. Check them out on Twitch in the evenings or on WhatsApp. It's a sales app that you can go on and check out. They have their own store on there, too. Um, this has, of course, been uh, the start of your Friday edition uh, of the weekend. So thanks for hanging out with Nerd Thug Radio, as always. We've been doing our thing. When you see somebody this weekend, ask them, what makes a burger a burger? See if they differ. Because I think Nico might be correct. But I also I don't like the hot dog like conundrum to it. Because I think a hot dog wiener is a patty, just in a different shape. No, it's in, it's in a casing. It's totally different. The casing makes it different now. Yeah, if you put a burger in a case, it's now a big sausage. <laughs> Wait, so if a sausage was patty shaped, it wouldn't be a patty. It would be a sausage still. If it's in the casing, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Because essentially it's the same thing. You understand that, right? Like, it's ground meat shoved together. Yeah, but, like, there was a whole other process involved. No. I, Yeah, okay. All right, I guess. Man. We don't need to complicate things. Man, we just got weird with it. Because, like, I assumed that you would feel like a hot dog is a burger, but now you've added a third element to the whole thing. No, you don't. Hot dogs aren't burgers. You don't go, hey guys, you want to go get a burger? And then someone pulls out hot dogs. You would attack them. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that. Okay, all right, Nico. Why don't you have friends? Murder. That's why. Murder. I have lots of friends. <laughs> not anymore, I guess. Not if, these are the friends who know what like, meats you like, I guess. Yeah, they have to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, if not, they know now for their safety. <laughs> Look, if if you don't hear about from them for a while, you know why. I never hear from them at all. I don't even know some of them are real. That's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. That's the beautiful thing about you've this. Met almost all of them. I think you've met all of them. Literally all of them. Huh. Okay. All right. Not, but I haven't seen some of them in a long time. That's fair. So, that's fair. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't attest to their safety. All right. Can't. Can't hold my accountable no. for that one. Okay. All right, everybody, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for hanging out with Nerd Thug Radio on this Friday afternoon. We're going to jump out and just wish you guys a great, great weekend. Uh, Go have yourselves a ball. Go do some fun things. Go enjoy yourselves. And uh, spend time with some family and friends. We're going to be doing all sorts of cool stuff, including playing Dungeons & Dragons on Sunday. What up, D20? 
Uh, and um, that's it for us. Thanks for listening. Have a great, great weekend.